Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bez's Hashem feedback and insight share number 55. The last few feedbacks we were talking about how with certain aspects that the couple could work together with or even if only one of them right now is participating and doing what the, what they're doing in these things discussed in the previous few feedbacks It'll ultimately enhance the marriage, and it'll enhance your own life in a beautiful way. We're going to continue on this series, and in this feedback, we're going to discuss um, the importance of not being rude, of not being irritable, and being the opposite of those traits. Because the more respectful and the more honorable your own behavior is, the more attractive and the more beloved or appealing you will become to your husband or to your wife. Very often women have a better um, Milo with this, in more manners. Um, their femininity makes them more natural, to be more gentle, to be more elegant. And... Um, but on the other hand, if a wife is rude and she be, speaks down to her husband, ignores his decisions, becomes argumentative, on that, um, Mishle says, Shleimah Melech, Toysheves Alpinas Gog, Me'eshes Medonim Ubeis Chover, which means that it's better to live on top of the roof, on the corner of a roof, than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife, even among friends. But, but she has a more tendency not to be like that, to be more kind, to be more gentle, to be elegant, to be royal. And men need, very important, to utilize this lesson about just being a mensch, being a, a healthy, respectful human being. And you don't treat your wife like one of, your, one of the guys, even though you should treat one of the guys with respect too, but you treat her differently. You treat her like a wife that you chose, or Hashem chose for you, to love and to cherish and to prize over all others. And a husband who shows great inner strength when he honors his wife and he practices self-control when he's upset, and he practices self-control and doesn't go with what necessarily his feelings uh, feel at the moment, even if he's not in a good mood or he's upset about something. Tell him it says, Kapitel Kuf Yud Beis, Toiv Ishchaining, Umalva Vechalkel Dvara Bamishpat. It's three different things there. Toiv Ishchaining is the first part. It's good for a man who is a chayning, who is gracious, who adjusts his behavior in a very um, beautiful way. Umalva, and he constantly gives, and he chalkaled mishpat, and his words are weighed with, um, with proper judgment. Now there are two reasons in general why a person would be inclined to become rude. 
ignorance, lack of knowledge, believe it or not, some people are just simply unaware, and being self-centered. Neither of them is a good thing. You need to work on both. A child, you see, in general, it's born ignorant of manners and needs help and needs training to get to a point where the child realizes they need to be respectful. Most children are like that. And simply learning those basic manners and basic how you're supposed to act will help the children greatly to learn this, you know, discretion and how to behave. And us adults sometimes either never learn this as children or forget it. And we display our ignorance in what regular, basic, simple, common decency is. And we, or sometimes we know the rules, we're aware of it, but we're blind to how much we break them or that we're too self-centered to even care. And we don't even realize how unpleasant we can be to live with. So you need to ask these questions in a very honest way. How does your spouse feel about the way you speak to them or act around them? How does your behavior affect your husband or wife's sense of worth and self-esteem? Would your husband and wife say that you're a bracha to them? Or that you're condescending or that you're embarrassing and you're demeaning? So really a lot of it is up to you. If you're thinking that your spouse and not you is the only one who needs work in these areas we're discussing, you basically, it means that you're suffering from undiagnosed ignorance or self-centeredness. Because real true Ahava uplifts you. So if you want your husband or wife to stop doing things that bother you, the first what you need to try to do is to stop doing things that bother them. Will you be more thoughtful towards them? Will you be more loving towards them? Will you think about how you could avoid certain behaviors that cause the life of your husband or wife to be unpleasant? Would you even try to be the opposite of that, to make your wife or husband's life a pleasure, more delightful? And practice that. Kimayim Panam Lapanim is a very true Yesaid. Treat your wife or your husband the way you want to be treated. Manda Allah Sani Savid. Whatever you wouldn't want to be done for to towards you, don't do towards others. It's also very important not to have a double standard. Very often people are more considerate to strangers or to friends, or to co-workers than they are to their own husbands and wives. And it's very important to realize that. It's okay, and it's even praiseworthy, for a man to have a lot of friends, good friends, for a woman to have a lot of good friends, women friends, good friends, that they could talk to, confide in, to uplift them 100%. But it's very important to be more considerate to your own husband, more considerate to your own wife, above strangers, above friends, above co-workers, and above even chashev people that you're machshev. It's very, very true and very, very important. 
Another part of this covenant is to honor requests that your husband asks you to do, your wife asks you to do, to do, and to think about what you, how you can help them. So B'Kitzer, what you need to do is ask your husband and wife to tell you, may be hard, but have discussions about it, about certain aspects that cause, that your own behavior causes your husband or your wife agamas nefesh, some uncomfortableness, some irritation on a constant basis. Try to listen without attacking them. Try to listen with, without being self-defensive, without justifying your behavior. And even if you feel that they're overblowing it, listen anyway. They'll definitely have certain points that will require your attention. And instead of reacting defensively, you listen and try to correct what needs correcting. So that's about rudeness, not to be rude, to be the opposite of rude. We're going to discuss now something connected to it, is to avoid being irritable as much as possible. It says, Someone who is slow to anger is better than a gibar. This is a mishlei perak tezayin. Pasuk lamid beis. He who rules his ruach is greater than someone who even captures a city. And when you really want to exercise true love, true ahava, you're easy to forgive. It's easy to lose your irritability. And unfortunately, some people have this mahalach in their life that they just got used to, that they basically tell themselves, never pass up an opportunity to get upset with your husband, or never pass up an opportunity to get upset with your wife. And when something goes wrong, they quickly take advantage of this, and they express how hurt they are, and how frustrated they are, which is the opposite of the reaction of love. And again, a disclaimer, and we talked about this many times in previous shiurim. Yes, there are times where you need to communicate with one another in a healthy way what's bothering you and discuss it in a very calm, kind way. Not denying that and not discounting that whatsoever. But we're talking about situations in many of them where it's just easy or not as hard as you think to do the opposite of irritability. And being irritable basically means that you're under pressure and you feel that you need to react and overreact. And if you're a loving husband, you try your best to remain calm and patient, showing rahmanas, showing mercy, holding back your anger or temper or frustration. If you're a loving wife, you try your best, even though you're sensitive, but not to be overly sensitive or cranky, but also to emotion, uh, exercise emotional self-control. To be a a flower among thorns. By the way, to be a flower among thorns has many different connotations. Either um, the, how you're pure amongst impurity, you're protected and fenced in amongst negative um, influences and you're breaking away from it, 
But very simple is, is that you're a rose between thorns means that you decide to act in an emotionally self-controlled, loving, calm way, even when there's thorns around you. Be a calm breeze. Be a pleasant appearance, a pleasant disposition. Now there's many reasons why people become irritable. The highest main reason is obviously stress. And we all have stress. Stress weighs us down, drains our energy, weakens our health. And it's an invitation to become more cranky. And it can be caused by arguing, being bitter, overworking, overplaying, overspending, excesses, could be deficient, not getting enough rest, not getting enough nutrition, not getting enough exercise. And as we self-inflict ourselves, I, I heard Rabbi Miller, Rabbi Miller, very often discussed how very, that, that many cases um, with many people he advised, younger people especially, who were very uh, either anxious or, ang- or had issues with their midas and different things, that he basically gave them a strong regimen of getting enough sleep, eating healthy, exercising in a normal way, and that improved their mental state a hundredfold. And very often a couple needs to realize this, that when they're in a rut or they're more irritable than normal, or they've been irritable for a long time, it could very well likely be that they have to push themselves as a priority to get enough sleep, to eat healthier, to exercise, to take care of their health, and their shalom bias will get better as a result. A life, we have to also realize, like many things in life, is a marathon, not a sprint, meaning you balance things, you prioritize things, and pace yourself. Even a big masmid, no matter how big of a masmid you are and you want to learn 24-7, you need to know how to step back a little bit. Breathe some air, take a deep breath, and do things to take care of yourself. That's a chilek of Avedis Hashem as well. And the way to avoid unhealthy stress, there's many, many ways to go about it. One is very simply to daven through your anxieties, you talk to the Rabbi Nishloilam, you ask Hashem to help you, you express things to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help you through the anxieties. Like it says, if you have some worries, one of the eights is, is to talk it over with a very good friend, let it out and express it. Certainly HaKadosh Baruch Hu is your, your most truest friend and you, you talk about, express your anxieties and it'll calm you. Sometimes you need to delegate things when you're overworked. And it's also very important to avoid overindulgence. And again, I'm a very big proponent of enjoying life, even Oilem And I understand when people tell you, many people have this, and I also felt this from time to time, people who wave, wave, wave their finger at you and talk about Kedusha, Kedusha, and self-restraint, and sometimes the way they talk could turn you off, saying, well, you know, that's not me. Well, you want me to put me in chains? But the truth is, and I'm going to try to emphasize it, is overindulgence is not healthy, and it's not about wagging the finger at you. It's to save you. Again in Mishle, Perichof Hei, 
Pasek Tezayin. It says, Devash Matsasi, you found honey. Achoyel, Dayecha. Eat, eat the honey, enjoy the honey, but Dayecha. Dayecha means a, 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 with a, enough, meaning a certain measure of honey. Because if you overdo it, you eat too much honey, Pentis Ba'enu, you'll become so full of it, you'll, you'll vomit it out. That's how overindulgence works. It goes with that overindulgence in food, in sexual behavior, and everything like this. You think that that is your tainig, that is what's going to make you happy. And ultimately, it does the opposite effect. Another thing to alleviate stress is the Shabbos. If Shabbos is itself stressful, we really need to talk about shiurim, more shiurim, of Shalom Bayis and in general, of how to make Shabbos, even if there are stresses in Shabbos itself for whatever reason, to do your best to avoid that stress, to breathe a menucha into that space of Shabbos. And we'll, we will talk about uh, how to take that Shabbos, Ruach of Shabbos, into the rest of the week as well, which helps truly with your own development and your Shalom Bayis. And Alavai, I should have enough time I would make shiurim, just like Rabbi Weichbrad, Zalgezunzayn makes halacha shiurim on Shabbos. I would love to make a group or shiurim on the hashkafa in Yanim of Shabbos, your mindset, what your world is to look like on Shabbos, and it could spread through the week too. Meditations, exercises, concepts, stories. And that's one of my goals, and any one of you who has feedback, when, when Hashem helps, Bez is Hashem, that I have enough time to give more shiurim besides Shalom Bayis and those related topics to give me suggestions because there's so much to talk about to create other groups, one of them being Shabbos. So that also avoids irritability. Another reason that one becomes irritable besides stress is selfishness. It is selfish. Sometimes that being selfish is an issue. And some people are like lemons when life squeezes you out, it's sour. Sometimes you're like peaches or something like that when the pressure is there, the result is sweet. It all depends on you. So a lot of it is becoming less self-centered in a negative way. People equate high self-esteem as something healthy, and it is healthy, but not to a point of selfishness. Sometimes lust, lust, desiring things, whether material things or in sexual ways, that creates ungratefulness for what you already have. You choose to desire things that are forbidden, and that also creates irritability, believe it or not. I saw a beautiful maral, by the way, on the Indian of Loisachmoid. It says you shouldn't desire Eishes Reyeyu, the friend of your wife. And the maral says, this is in Saita, that if someone has arrogance, at the end, he'll be binichshul in Eishesish. Why? So he explains as follows. Someone is arrogant, he's by himself. He doesn't compare himself to other people. He feels he's superior and separate from other people. 
So part of the Indian of the Isra of Laisachmai, though not to be desirous of your friend's wife, it's Eshes Re Ehu. It's the wife of your friend, someone you're connected with. But when someone is arrogant and he thinks he's on a higher level, he removes his friend from him. So he removes the Isser Eshesish from himself. This is not Eshes Re Ehu. He's not my Re Ehu. As the morale says. And that's why when he has this guy, he'll be nichshal in an ish. Because if in his mind he's separate from others, from his reyehu, from his friend, then because he doesn't see himself that she is ashes reyehu. As if he's not a re'ehu. So that, whether it's gaiva, like the morale says, whether it's lust, which very often is fueled by gaiva, which is a different discussion in and of itself, and that creates one being more ungrateful and thus more irritable. Sometimes one is bitter, and unresolved anger that you have to resolve. Sometimes it's greed for more money, more possessions. All these types of midas with the satisfaction that you feel causes you to lash out at anyone who stands in your way or is near you. And usually it's your own husband and your own wife that is near you. Gaiva leads you to act harshly, to protect your ego, and all these things, these, these things would never, you'll never be satisfied from them. However, if you practice true ahava, true love, and you learn to forgive instead of holding a grudge, even though that's the harder path sometimes, you'll learn to be grateful instead of being greedy. You'll learn to be sameach bechelkecha, to be happy with your lot, rather than wanting more and more. And that love encourages you to be happy, you're happy when someone else succeeds. You're not envious. You don't lose sleep over the fact that someone else is matzliach. You're happy, even though you're under stress, but ultimately you're happy for your husband. You're happy for your wife when they succeed in something, when they accomplish something, and you share in that delight. And when you prioritize that, that your wife, your husband is cherished for you, then with every decision you make, ultimately, this will lower your stress level. It will bring a release from pain, from suffering, from the venom that's built up inside when you learn to respond in your heart to your spouse with patience, with encouragement, as opposed to anger or exasperation. And it is doable. And we talked about this many, many times where it makes no difference how long you're married, how much you were entrenched in a certain behavior. This concept that people say, this is who I am, I cannot change, is poison and it's also wrong. It is not true. Choose, Bechira. I said many times that very often, we underestimate our own ability of Bechira and what Hashem wants from us. And we need to start trying now. 
Again, not blaming anybody. There is stresses in life. We have these midas that we have to work through that are sometimes hard to work through. But if we choose today to start reacting, even when circumstances are difficult sometimes in your marriage, but instead of responding with rudeness or with irritation, you respond with love, with consideration, you will see over time that things will change for the better in an immense way. And again, like I said in this year, in the previous few feedbacks, that ideally if a couple works on all these tools together, if they listen to these shiurim together and they work on it together, that's a beautiful thing. It'll definitely enhance their marriage. But if even if you feel you're all alone and your spouse, husband, or wife is not really participating in these things, do it on your own. Work very hard on your own. You will see you will be transformed Ultimately, your husband or wife will warm up to it and feel the difference and start behaving better as well over time. So that's a very important concept that we learned in this feedback. And may Hashem help that we should all be zaycha to this. And again, we have this within us. It's in our ability. It makes no difference how long you're married. We, and, and, and no matter what the stress is, level is, and we can't blame ourselves to sometimes feeling stressed. Life could sometimes create, have challenges. But when we're thoughtful and we try to take care of our health, physical health as much as possible, we remove the ignorance and the self-centeredness, we remove the jealousy, we remove the, the irritability, and we do the opposite of those things and we're calm and we're patient and we show mercy, and we restrain our temper, and we have emotional self-control, we will be like a sheishana ben a flower among thorns, beautiful rose, and Hashem will help. That You'll see that your marriage, even the things that were originally sense of pain for to you, will become a source of pleasure, a source of nachas over time, and it will heal your marriage. May Klaus will be healed with everything, and be showered upon with many, many brachas in their private life, in their public life. Hatzlocha and bracha. Have a wonderful day.